Welcome everybody back for another episode of the Primetime Sports Show. It's the second official episode. Happy Friday to everybody. Hope your week was decent at best. And I hope your weekend is even better. We're going to start off the show today with a single statement. And that is football is back, ladies and gents. Uh, The Hall of Fame game was last night. The Broncos versus the Falcons. It was just so nice to have football back on your TV. You hear the NBC Sports music playing, Chris Collinsworth. I don't even know if – I didn't get to start – or I didn't catch it at the very beginning, but I'm hoping Chris Collinsworth at least practiced his slide-in when he slides into the screen. I love it. I need it. I can't wait for it to be officially back for good for 16 weeks, 17 weeks into the playoffs. I love it. I need it. I need more of it. Uh, we still got to wait a whole another week, though, for the official preseason to start. Um, but last night was great. The Falcons, if you're a gambler and you gambled on that game just because you could, uh, the Falcons were plus three favorites, in the, or underdogs, rather, and they blew it with about a minute 20 left. They were up 10-7. Anybody who bet on them was going to win. And uh, there is an interception in the end zone, so you thought – Turns out it deflected off of him. I think it hit him right in his chest, just bounced right up, and the receiver called it for a touchdown to take the 14-10 to 10 lead, and that ended up being the final score. So if you bet on the Falcons, I'm sorry. Um, if you bet on the Broncos, then that was a heck of a pick on your end. Um, so, yeah, football's back. I love it. Um, other than that, I mean, it was just a pretty simple game. No big names really played. I don't think any of the stars for at least the Falcons played we discussed who Julio Jones isn't going to play at all um, but for the Broncos Joe Flacco didn't play Von Miller didn't play Philip Lindsay didn't play they didn't even dress so um, I mean it was anticipated I guess um, that game doesn't really mean much um, I honestly didn't even realize that the Hall of Fame game was its own I, I thought it was part of the preseason. I have lived 23 years of my life thinking the Hall of Fame game was part of the preseason. Found out last night that it doesn't, and it's just part of its own. It's just a it's just a scrimmage. Um, so that was cool. I guess you learn something new every day. Uh, in the NFL, there's not really too much headlines going on. Um, I think it came out yesterday that Melvin Gordon wanted to be traded. Uh, I mean, do we have to bring up him wanting Todd Gurley money again? I just... These players deserve to get paid, but not that much. They don't deserve that much money, I, I feel. Melvin Gordon's a great running back. Um, and he's not the best in the league, I'll tell you that much. I don't know what he's holding out for. Uh, they've already offered him $10 million a year, and he does, he wants more, so he's holding out. Uh, and now he wants to get traded. So I read that his... Um, uh, agent is the same agent that uh, Landry had last last year from the Dolphins and was traded to the Browns while he had a franchise tag on him. So, I mean, I guess anything can happen in the world of NFL. If you know, if you know the right people and you say the right things, they might just be able to get them traded. Um, 
Let's see, what do I have next? I mean, I'm still sticking on the topic. I haven't written down. Maybe trade him to the Titans. Titans, I'll I'll be happy to take Melvin Gordon. We probably can't afford him, but it'd be pretty cool. Maybe get rid of Deion Lewis and just some other players. Maybe a first round pick, and maybe we could afford him. I don't know. I, I mean, I doubt it. But it'd be cool to have him, Melvin Gordon, and Derrick Henry in the backfield. That'd be uh, unstoppable if. Uh, Taylor Lewan beats and wins his appeal because it's ridiculous that he's suspended. Well, I'm not going to get into that because it's just going to get me fired up. Um, uh, Lamar Jackson came out and said that he isn't going to run as much. He's been gaining – he's gained some weight in the offseason. I don't know why this is a headline. And I don't know why it was even asked to begin with. But he's not going to run as much this year is what he said, even though his head coach said that he will run as much as he did his rookie year. So, I don't know. I don't. They're just looking for headlines, I guess, at this point. Other than that, that's really it for the NFL. We've already really discussed it last episode. The main thing was Zeke holding out. Now it's Melvin Gordon wanting to be traded. Hopefully, some headlines pick up later on in the week. We'll see. We still got to wait until August 8th for the first preseason game. So that's when I guess everything really begins. Um, let's transition on into the MLB. Of course, uh, the big brawl, the big, the big headline in the MLB was the, the brawl between the Reds and the Pirates. Um, fantastic. I love it. It was great for baseball. It really fired everybody up. Everybody loves to see a great, a nice brawl in, in Major League Baseball. Even though sometimes I'm a little um, nitpicky about them. And mainly it's just because it's just a lot of bumping chests and like people holding people back and everybody just talking trash to each other. Um, in this one though, there's never really any punches. In this one though, there was a big swing to start the whole thing off. Um, let's backtrack though, and let's talk about how bush league it is that uh, Kia, Kella, Kila, whoever it was that threw at Derek Dietrich. I mean, when are you gonna let it go? If you don't know what the backstory is behind this, it's uh, uh, Derek Dietrich was batting. This was like in what April. And Archer threw behind him for the Pirates. Archer pitched behind him. He threw up tight. He didn't even throw behind him. He threw up high, uh, high and inside. And Dietrich was like, whatever, man. It's, I mean, it's a little trying to establish the inside zone, I guess. But the next pitch, he launched it and stared at it for a long time. He didn't leave the batter's box until the ball landed. Which, again, in my opinion, I don't care. If you're a pitcher... Don't throw that pitch. If you don't want me pimping a home run, then don't throw the pitch. That's just my mindset. Um, same with bat flips. If you don't want me to bat flip, then don't throw me a pitch that I'm going to smoke 440 feet. Okay? Um, so he trotted. took a long time. Um, next game, next at bat, rather, he got thrown behind. And that started a, a benches clearing scuffle, if you want to call it that. Um, 
And then they met a couple, I think a month later, and that's when he launched the three home runs. And every home run that he hit, his home run trot got slower and slower and slower. He would he would do the little shoulder shrug as he left the, the batter's box and just trotted as slow as he could around the bases to show him up. Um, again, I don't have a problem with it. You need to, at some point, though, squash it. I don't know why it hasn't been squashed yet, but... Again, they threw behind them uh, during this brawl that started this whole thing. Threw behind them. Um, excuse me. The Reds pitcher comes in, uh, throws behind the Pirates, and he gets automatically tossed, which I think is BS. I think uh, Kia should have gotten ejected to begin with. I don't think he was. I think he was taken out. Yeah, he was because he gave he he wasn't ejected immediately. He should have been ejected immediately. I don't know why that wasn't established. Um, but the Reds pitcher got ejected. I don't know his name. Um, and then Garrett comes in and Amir Garrett and props to him for having the mindset that he did coming into that game, giving up the hit, giving up the home run, and basically telling his pitching coach as he comes out to take the ball from him because he's just going to go and fight the whole Pirates roster out of nowhere. It was insane. It was awesome. Um, so that started the whole brawl. If you haven't seen it, you got to watch it. I don't know if, if you like sports. I don't know how you haven't seen it yet. Um, but can we talk about how Puig, Yasiel Puig for the Reds, like fought. He wanted to fight everybody on that roster as well. And he had already been traded from the Reds to the Indians. And he's still fighting. I mean, he obviously doesn't know. But that just goes to show you that he will back any single teammate, no matter what team he's on. He's going to have your back. And he wanted to fight everybody. He was even mad at other players for not being involved in the fight, which was awesome. Uh, his head coach was in there getting into it. He ended up being on the ground, but they were just pummeling each other on the ground. I wish Amir Garrett's punch would have... Uh, connected because that would have been crazy to just watch that pitcher just get like flattened. I don't even know what, what word to use. Just see him flatline right there. That would have been crazy. Uh, but it didn't. But he knocked his hat off, so I guess you get another point for that. Um, so, yeah, that was, the big, uh, that was the big story of the week, I'd say, is the brawl. I keep seeing it everywhere on social media. They just announced that 40 games of bands – uh, resulted because of that brawl. Michael Wilbon said that uh, they got it all wrong with how many uh, how many games they were suspended. Um, I can see it um, because the Pirates just won't let this go. They keep throwing at players' heads and behind them, and it's getting it's just getting stupid at this point that you're still throwing behind players and they're still killing you in the division. From what I know, I don't think, I mean, it's, every time they play, I feel like the Reds are always beating them by like six, seven runs. So maybe this will be it. Maybe that's what they needed is just an all-out brawl. Um, so, see, I can't wait for them to play again. Maybe, I'm not like, I'm, it's, it's annoying that they keep throwing behind them, but at the same time, like, dude, keep doing it because I love seeing these fights. That's that's how I am. 
Um, let's talk about the trade deadline, MLB trade deadline. I said earlier last episode that I wasn't really familiar with what was going on in the MLB world. Um, I'm still not too sure what's going on. I did do some research, though, as to what happened. I was familiar with um, the blockbuster trades that happened at the end of the, the deadline. Um, so we can talk about uh, some of them. I think I got three of them written down. The first one, the main one, I thought was Zach Greinke getting traded to the Astros, which now, in my mind, I think the Astros are the favorite to win the World Series. I don't know if Vegas has them as a favorite right now. Um, but I would say with that pitching staff that that's going to be tough for them to not be a favorite and not win. Um, right now, the power rankings have the Dodgers as number one, which I think they're a great team as well. I still think the Astros getting Zach Greinke. Now you're going to have – who are they going to have? Um, uh, oh, my God. Verlander, Garrett Cole, and Zach Greinke now, one, two, three. And that's gonna be that's gonna be pretty tough to to do anything against against those three. Um, so we'll see where that goes. Um, the next one was Reds getting Trevor Bauer. Um, this was after Trevor Bauer launched that ball into the center field uh, batter's eye after he got taken out threw from the pitcher's mound of the batter's eye, which is crazy. Um, and then just apologized to Terry Francona like nothing happened. It was just his fault. Terry Francona called him crazy. It was just a weird. That was just a weird scene to see. Um, but he went to the to the Reds, and he was traded for Yasiel Puig, uh, Reyes, and some other players. So I thought this was like an everyone wins trade. The Indians get two great outfielders now. I love Yasiel Puig. Um, it sucks that he's become a traveler. This is his. I think it's his third team. Um, I always thought that he deserved a little more respect. Just to have him in your lineup and in your outfield, it's that's just a big name that I think should make a little bit more money and have a little bit more established team. Um, and the last one I have down is Marcus Stroman going to the Mets. Uh, I thought, I think I said, I don't know if I said it in the podcast or not, but uh, Noah Syndergaard was under, it was like rumored that he was going to get traded. He ended up staying. So I guess now they have to pay him if they really want to be contenders next year. Uh, it's great that they have Marcus Stroman. He's having a great season so far. I've always liked him. Um, yeah, so, I mean, if they're building, I guess they now have to sign Noah Syndergaard unless they're going to try and deal him for – I guess they can't deal him anymore. But if he becomes a free agent, I don't know. I think I personally think they need to pay him and keep him there and then build off of those two, um, and maybe they can contend uh, next year. Uh, moving on, that's it for the trade deadline. Um, we got uh, UFC tomorrow. Tomorrow at 3 p.m. is the main card, start of the main card. Like I said earlier, it's weird that they – I don't understand the reasoning behind it, but they're in New Jersey, and I don't know why – everything starts so early i i think it should be like prime time like uh welcome to prime time sports show uh but it should be prime time like starting at eight nine o'clock like it usually does but it's starting at three coverage starts at 12 um main card is uh colby covington versus robbie lawler 
Uh, we got some picks here. I got three picks that I'm going to go with this weekend. Um, I also talked with my wife, and she also does it. She is on a heater right now. Uh, it's actually kind of scary. And she doesn't really know too much about the fighters. It's one of those, what do they look like and what are their odds? Okay, I'm going to pick them. And I'm not kidding you. She has been, she makes one pick and she has won every single fight for at least the past six events. That's fight nights and uh, actual UFC, like 230, whatever they're on. But it's been going on now for about two or three months where she has not missed one. She missed one last week, but she didn't bet. She actually didn't put money on it, but she made, she's gotten the last at least five or six right. And they're upsets. She only picks upsets and she's, it's insane. So anyway, we got three picks uh, that I got here and I'm with her on the same, the same mindset when it comes to picking. I love a good upset and I always try to find a good upset uh, odds wise. So it pays out better than a favorite. Um, so I got three picks here. The first one we'll go with, we'll start from the bottom. Excuse me. We'll start from the bottom, the prelims. We got Jordan Espinoza, who's a minus 125 favorite versus Matt Schnell, who is a plus 100 underdog. In this fight, I'm going to take Jordan Espinoza as a minus 125 favorite. Um, he had a great fight against Eric Shelton in March. I watched it. It was He looked pretty decent. Um, he's really quick, and if he connects, it's pretty powerful. And at any point, you can just go to sleep on the mat. Um, so I like Jordan Espinosa. Matt Schnell is actually on a three-fight win streak, but if you look, I don't. they're not really big names that he's fought. Um, and the people that he's fought are no longer in the UFC. They spent like three fights in the UFC and they no longer are in it. Um, so that's why that can, I think it's a little deceiving that he's on a three fight win streak. Uh, but I like Jordan Espinosa, like I said, at a minus 125 favorite. The next fight, it's actually the co-main event of the evening is Jim Miller versus Clay Guida. Clay Guida being the Hall of Famer uh, coming back. I believe he's a Hall of Famer coming back into the ring. Um, after a fight with BJ Penn not too long ago where he went um, the distance with him and ended up winning. Uh, I watched that fight as well. It was actually my first ever Clay Guida fight that I watched. And he had a lot of stamina. His stamina was really good for a guy his age. Um, granted, he couldn't finish uh, BJ Penn, but I, understand, I know BJ Penn is... He's like, he doesn't really have it anymore. If you watch the fight, he wasn't really involved. He was just somehow not getting knocked out. He was just surviving the whole fight. Um, but Clay Guida looked fantastic, I thought, in that fight. Um, he's a plus 135 underdog in this fight versus Jim Miller. And like I said before, um, I think that would be a fantastic upset. It, it pays out pretty decently, um, a little more than double your money. Um, Jim Miller's last four fights have ended in the first round. So we don't really know what his stamina is like, what his conditioning's like. Um, it was a win-loss, win-loss record. And all of those fights ended in the first round, whether he got knocked out, submitted, or he submitted and knocked out somebody. So he hasn't gone three rounds in quite some time. 
Um, and this will be a five-round fight, I believe, since it's the co-main event. Um, so we'll see what his stamina is like. I think Clay Guida, if he can uh, get into the second, third, third, fourth round, then it's it, he might just take over at that point. Um, now, I mean, I don't know. Jim Miller might come in with great conditioning, but we don't know. So I'm going to take Clay Guida plus 135. And the last fight is the main event. It's Colby Covington, like I said. Colby Covington, who is a minus 250 favorite right now versus Robbie Lawler, who is a plus 200 underdog. Um, Colby Covington is uh, one of those dudes who people love to hate. Um, I actually just watched the video today. I never really had a problem with him, but I watched the video today of him, how um, he spent like a week with uh, the Marines and the Navy and trained with them and learned everything about what they do and stuff. I'm a big military guy. I love the Navy. My father was in the Navy. So um, that made me uh, a Colby Covington fan. Um, I know he can be a D-bag and, and he talks a lot of trash, but Conor McGregor talks trash too, and I love him. Um, I love a good trash talker. So he's at, uh, like I said, a minus 250 favorite. Um, I'm going to take Robbie Lawler, though, with the upset in the main event. Um, he's coming back after two tough losses to Dasanos and uh, Ben Askren. He looked good against Ben Askren. He just happened to catch him, find himself in a submission at the end of that first round. Um, I think he's coming back with a chip on his shoulder, and he's going to want to really redeem himself after those two tough losses. I mean, both of them are former champions, so they know what's going on in, in the octagon. Um, so we'll see. Might be a big upset. Uh, Colby Covington is a 14, has a 14-1 record right now, and Lawler's at 28-13. So Covington obviously hasn't – he doesn't really have much experience losing. So um, he's not going to have a mindset um, that he's going to lose. Meanwhile, Robbie Lawler has the mindset that he just had – two tough losses and he really needs a win to get back into contention. So I think he's going to come out. I think he's going to be good. Um, we'll see where the fight goes, if it stays up or if it goes down in the mat. Um, but like I said, I like Robbie Lawler at plus 200. Hopefully we can make a little money. So we got Lawler at plus 200 in the main event. I got Clay Guida winning at plus 135 and Jordan Espinoza at minus 125. Those are the three picks for this weekend. Saturday, I believe it starts at 12. It says in the main event, coverage starts at 3. I think it's on... Yeah, it's on ESPN, so you don't even need ESPN+. Plus. You can just turn on ESPN and it'll be there starting at 12. So that'll be a fun thing to watch during the weekend if you, if you don't have anything to do. Um, so that's all I got for this episode, everybody. Um... Big thank you if you've listened to the first episode. I know there's a few people that I know that have listened to the full thing. That's that's awesome. Thank you so much for the for the support and the listen. Um, if you've made it this far in the podcast, again, thank you so much for listening and supporting it. Um, let me know what you guys think. I've gotten a few messages on Instagram and stuff um, about the show, what my takes, about my takes, about their opinions. Um, I've gotten people giving me recommendations on what to talk about. Um, so thank you for doing that. Um, on the next episode, 
we'll do a little season predictions. We actually, um, my wife and her brother, we all sat down and um, wrote down some predictions for next year. We did the Titans, the Cowboys, the Broncos, and we did a wild card pick for the 49ers. And we basically picked their season. Um, we can talk about that next week. Maybe I can have them on the show. I don't know. We'll see. Um, we'll go over what happened over the weekend. Hopefully something cool happens. It doesn't. There's nothing really lined up right now besides UFC and baseball. Um, so we'll talk about what happened over the weekend and uh, somewhat discuss what's going on. Maybe we can make some picks for the preseason on next Friday's episode for that uh, start of the preseason games. All right. Well, I hope you guys all have a great weekend. Like I said, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, I'll probably I'll try and get an episode up on Tuesday. It's going to get busy. School's starting back up. So uh, I'll try and get it out on Tuesday. Uh, we'll see. It might be a day late. If so, I apologize in advance. So that's the end of the show, ladies and gents. Thank you for tuning in, like I said. And I'll see you all on Tuesday. See you.